On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we finally awoken from our turkey comas, and now we are continuing to wipe the tears. That is Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. We're catching up and covering three episodes, Thunderclap Part 2, Right and Wrong, and Right and Wrong Part 2. Right after these ads, we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series, yeah. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoon seriously, but not too seriously. We're back. Did you miss us? No, you missed us. I'm Zuharli. <laughs> and I am Andrew Rogers. Yeah, um, had a good break. There was, uh, you know, holidays and travel and life changes and et cetera, et cetera. But we're we're back on our norm and we're back to watching the show. How are you feeling? Sad, tired, all of the above. No, I'm feeling great coming back from this holiday. I mean, I couldn't ask for more. It was a lovely, lovely time. Japan was absolutely beautiful. And I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else I could say. It was absolutely a stunning country i feel like the biggest takeaway that i would have that a lot of you would understand japan is the most accurately romanticized place that i have ever been like Hmm. i looked around and i was like this is exactly what you see in anime in movies like the small towns felt like the towns that you're seeing in suzume and the apartments that like i visited at one point felt exactly like aki's apartment building in chainsaw man like yeah there's the fantastical elements but anime and all this does a very good job of like romanticizing what they actually have as opposed to like blowing it out of proportion like new york city and los angeles being super over romanticized it was like oh this feels like a ghibli movie i can see where a lot of these were written like with this perspective in mind so it was a really cool place but it was very very much to what i thought it was going to be and that was a super cool part of the experience that's really cool did it smell like new york and la smelled way better because there wasn't a smell to talk about <laughs> let me tell you that much oh my There's gosh filtration Com- systems <sighs> and waste coming management. back home and seeing the dirt and just smelling los angeles i was like oh god no i, I don't want this <laughs> anymore yeah seriously they have like drainage down the side of every single street where it's just like crystal clear drain water going mm. everywhere like open and exposed to the elements and i'm just like you walk down a sidewalk here and it's dirty and smells like pee like how would we ever have open drainage like this it's just ah uh, it's such a different where you pile up your trash on the like a particular street corner and they just burn everything once a week oh no <laughs> oh yeah <sighs> that was a culture shock the first time i <laughs> walk through that yeah i have to imagine is it just like don't go outside once a week just walk faster (laughs) a little scarf (laughs) over your face keep the windows up i don't know um you mentioned suzume and i guess i'll just give two quick news things suzume is finally on crunchyroll after what feels like a year so if you didn't catch it in theaters you can finally check it out now i can't wait to watch it again when that will be i don't know Time management is quite the factor. And also, less than two weeks from the date of this publishing, uh, we are getting a teaser trailer for the Hashira training arc of Demon Slayer. I imagine it's going to be something similar to what we've seen in the past, where it gives like a quick timeline thing of everything that we've seen, and then just a couple of 
snippets here and there. Uh, so we'll see what it hap- what happens with that. But like from all the stuff that we've talked about with Attack on Titan and Jujutsu Kaisen and inconsistency with communication and timing, I'm glad that we get to see something that's so consistent. Give us a, you know, something to look forward to in a few weeks. And lastly, there is a OVA for My Hero Academia, which just conveniently popped up on my phone today, which I haven't seen it yet. But those silly episodes, especially with how heartbreaking My Hero was in the last season, is just definitely worth looking forward to. Oh, yeah, I I don't think we had any news about this. I didn't see any like articles pop no. up that this was coming. It was just like, oh, it's here. It's, mm-hmm. it's we now surprised. have this. So definitely and happy playing like a trading card game or something like yeah, they've done be this great. before. Isn't there like a Thanksgiving episode somewhere along the way? Um, there was one where the last one that I remember is when like the the three main guys were with Endeavor and they were on a mission to catch somebody who was basically like a tickle monster. Like he made you just laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, now that you say I mean, that. Just so silly and entertaining. That's why I can't wait to watch this one. Yes, there is plenty of stuff coming out all the time. Plenty of trailers dropping. I think it's like now that we're away from the writers and actor strike, it's just like everything, even though I guess these weren't affected. The anime stuff wasn't affected, but it feels like we're just getting trailer after trailer day after day that's a whole other song and dance that we're not going to talk about right now um but we definitely took a break uh i went to japan as we mentioned but what did you do for the holidays did you uh you know have a good thanksgiving because i didn't even get to have turkey this year i was still traveling uh during the actual american thanksgiving festivities within 24 hours (laughs) whoa yeah one of my cousins who's going to school in dc uh came down to stay with us for thanksgiving and it was just i was so happy that he was there because it was like just hanging out with a little brother we played loads of football lots of basketball we were playing video games till two three in the morning every night uh it was it was just great having him there we had a friends giving on wednesday night so it was a potluck everybody brought something that started with the same letter that their name starts with so i brought a zucchini casserole <laughs> Uh, which actually came out really good and I'd never made it before. I just looked up. I've just figured green bean casserole was a thing for Thanksgiving dinners. Like zucchini casserole can't be that bad, right? Um, very simple recipe. Really good. Uh, and then we went to a lunch that had the whole turkey shebang, watched football, woke up out of that food coma, went to another Thanksgiving thing, ate more over there, and then came home and we were just like, Ugh. still played board games and video games still one in the morning. But yeah, it was it was great. It was the break that I needed. It was just it was just nonstop fun. It was, it was a great, great, great 72 hours. Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you got to spend so much time with family and friends and, you know, take a step back. I'm sorry you missed us on the airwaves, but we're happy that we got to uh, go out and enjoy some more. So, yeah, it was good times to be had by all. But it is an exhausting time to go through the holidays and all of this travel. And there's just really only one great way to stop yourself from being that exhausted. Maybe even get over jet lag. Um, I trust me, I'm trying everything that I can. Jet lag is awful. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the biggest toolkit in both of our arsenal is staying hydrated. And Suhair, what is the best way that is brought to us this week by our lovely sponsor to stay hydrated? 
Yeah, that is definitely via Liquid IV. And for me, particularly, it is the immune support one because it is getting cold. There is a lot of holiday travel going on. People are coming up with the flu and COVID and strep and yada yada. But we're forced to be in the presence of others. So very important (laughs) to keep not only your hydration up, but your health and your immune system up, too. So one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. The result of an extensive R&D process to perfect the flavor and efficacy, liquid IV combines science-backed zero-sugar technology with the brand's commitment to delicious real flavor. No artificial sweeteners and zero sugar with the proprietary amino acid allulose blend for a sweet taste without the calories or raised blood glucose levels you get from sugar. Contains eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Yes. And, you know, they say to drink all of those sports drinks when you are getting a cold or you want to keep yourself extra hydrated. This is a great opportunity, especially um, if you are planning on being on a plane or in the car for a long time, because the number of people that were coughing and sneezing on the plane for 12 hours while I was locked in the tube with them was a lot. It was scary. I didn't love that. But knowing that I had the extra electrolytes and extra vitamin C in my pocket, quite literally, uh, was more than I could ever ask for. Liquid IV does a great job with that as well as like it tastes delicious. Sitting on a plane, you know you get tired of water real quick, but you need to stay hydrated because like it's just not going to be a good time. And having these delicious flavors at my disposal, uh, drinking the sea berry was fantastic as well as the uh, vitamin C citrus one is so good. I was very surprised at how good that one is because not that many citrus things when they come in a powdered form are this good, but this one definitely is and not only do they taste good but they are good for you and good for the world liquid iv is non-gmo and free from gluten dairy and soy liquid iv believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world they partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures to date liquid iv has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world so what more can we say? Get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier, sugar-free, or any other variant at liquidiv.com and use code STAYWELMED at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop at our hydration today using promo code STAYWELMED at liquidiv.com. And I just also want to throw out there because I just now remembered the holidays are coming up and this has been a stocking stuffer that I have already placed an order for. <laughs> um, so it is definitely a great thing for family and friends. We're not just saying that because we are sponsored, but because we actually love these brands and just like how we support them. Thank you for the supporting the brands that support animation deliberation. All right. So we're playing catch up on three episodes. We're not going to read off the whole synopsis, um, but we'll just give you a quick rundown of them uh thunderclap sadness Uh. lots of it nonstop. (laughs) that's my synopsis right there (laughs) what more do you need just just cry you don't even need to be caught up you just know that you need to cry oh my gosh uh so thunderclap part two was the episode where megumi just went kamikaze and summoned the big ass shikigami that apparently just does not stop until his mission is complete. And Sukuna, having ulterior motives for Megumi, did not want him to be killed due to casting this curse. So he just went ahead and annihilated thousands of people to be able to take this thing out. But man, was the fight fascinating for it? Oh, And then 
right and wrong part one and two is the whole thing with uh our character very beloved character nanami gets wiped out and itadori is fighting mahito and dude the animators just love itadori because oh, the yeah. amount of like love that his action sequences have got not even sukuna like it's specifically what they give itadori is just so much different than anybody else and like the way that this episode was i was like this is the standard that i have for jujutsu kaisen animation had to just kept it like that the, I, I think choso was like deluxe but this should have been like the bar it just it looked i mean all of this just looks so good all I think it. we've been a little bit more consistent lately. Things are tying together. I stand by the fact I think Jujutsu Kaisen's a better binge than it is a weekly watch, but these three episodes mm. have been very great. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna counter that because you um you were busy during the holidays and that's why you didn't podcast, but you still watched them on a weekly basis when they came out. Uh, I was busy on my travels, so I did not. And when I tell you that I suffered trauma from watching these four episodes back to back to back, I would I, I actually had to stop at the end of Thunderclap. But like I watched Thunderclap part one, watched Thunderclap part two, and was like, I need like a 20 minute breather before I keep going. I looked at the clock. I was like, I have enough time before I need to get back to work and run errands. So I took a breather and then went back and watched right and wrong uh, one and two here. Because like. Yeah, it, you might think it's better as a binge, but like they had me wanting to come back week to week, like all the time. And now that it is a binge, it is just so much to handle. Like I haven't felt this like internal no character is safe feeling since like I first watched Game of Thrones like five, six years ago. Like a lot of anime is very gripping and very dark, but I haven't had like so many beloved characters that you just realize any of them could get popped off at any moment in mm-hmm. a while. Like Attack on Titan. Oh, I just dark. popped off. Yeah, popped off. I it was a correct choice Why of was words. Was that your choice of words? Because it's correct. It was the best way to say it and the worst way all at once. But like, yeah, Attack on Titan. We talk about the like story twists, and don't get me wrong, they are some of the like most amazing twists in all of media but for the most part you understand that a lot of your characters are like pretty safe throughout like you lose a couple major characters but not as many as you would expect whereas Mm. this show like no one has plot armor at this it's literally only itadori and everyone else could and is on the chopping block at any time (laughs) and we we even questioned his fate when he seemed like he almost died after the Choso fight. It's just like, is he Dodori safe? Is Sukuna going to take over? Is he actually the main character? What's going on here? Like, yeah, sure, were, I, we know he's the main character. He's going to be fine. But there's still a part of you that's like, is that true, though? Yeah, I guess the body. The I know the body of Itadori yeah, yeah, yeah. is safe for now because, like, at that time, I did agree, like, he could be dead and it could have just been like, okay, Sukuna's here and that's it. Um... But yeah, it's just, it's so much to handle. And like, um, within what, was it six episodes ago, we were like, I don't know, maybe this show's a little overhyped. It hasn't done much to keep me drawn in. And now I'm walking away from this set of episodes like, no, this is top tier. We're going to be talking about this years from now. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this has skyrocketed uh, itself in these couple of episodes. So needless to say, they are 
They are phenomenal. Should we talk about Thunderclap and then go into the right and wrongs together? Yeah, I think um, I think the other two are fresher in my head. So we can just I mean, Thunderclap mostly the the flashback was really fascinating how it talked about kind of like the feud between the Zenin and Gojo clan. Yes. And then how it evolved into Gojo explaining to Megumi this amazing fight about the last two people who had their abilities. So they talked about how much like how much the Zenins would love Megumi because he actually has cursed abilities and the specific one and yada yada. But to know that he's able to summon something this powerful that can actually take out the Gojo clan's ability was really fascinating to hear more about. And it's a spinoff I'd be very interested to see. For sure, because we had that tease, I think it was in Thunderclap Part 1, um, wherein there was a conversation with Toji and um, I cannot remember the head of the Xenon clan's name, but like those two had the conversation. Old man <laughs> Oh, yeah, old man. Uh, Nabito? I think it was Nabito. Um, they had that conversation of, oh, you know, I'll pay this much if he has the generational um, technique. And Mm -hmm. we had never previously heard about a generational technique. And they didn't even necessarily allude to the fact that he did have it. It was just like passing mention of this technique. And then here we are finding out like, oh, no, this means he could potentially go toe to toe with Gojo. Like that's a huge deal because no one, as far as we know, has ever really gone toe to toe with Gojo. Mm -hmm. So like, hearing that one thing seeing it in action oh my it it was like it was one of the best fight scenes i've ever seen and honestly in all of this season so far it's just been to the point where like they didn't ever explain what the divine general his power was they really didn't explain too much of what Sukuna was doing. They just said, we're going to let you see these heavy hitters just throw haymakers for 20 minutes while we animate the chaos and carnage. And I was floored by it. It was absolutely stunning. Absolutely amazing. Like I was so shaken watching it and watching like the way that buildings were falling and the way that they were flying through things. I was like, getting doctor strange vibes because the way that they were just throwing like rubble like it was nothing it was absolutely mind-bogglingly beautiful and horrific yeah especially because like sukuna is just fighting this curse ability that we don't even know too much about i don't think we ever know much about (laughs) we're just kind of like learning the capability of it and how monstrous it is and how it operates and it's like we don't even know that much about Sukuna's power but he's trying to break down this thing's power and ability and stuff so again I can't wait to binge all of this in English but I do agree with you that just the the magnitude of how everything was expressed to us was really fascinating yeah and to know that they were teasing how bad this was going to be from the start because in the intro of this season there's the gap in the lights in Shibuya on the map. Like that is a thing that they had in the intro from the very beginning. And none of us ever took much note of it. And to find out that that is the crater left behind from this fight. Mm -hmm. Chills, absolute chills. I like, (sighs) and then the aftermath of like what 
Yuji just has to wake up to because of that. And the way that, like, Sukuna may have taken over in terms of, like, the best laughing, just doesn't care at all villain from Mahito. Like, Mm -hmm. we talked about how dangerous Mahito was, and he's just like, haha, here I go. Sukuna's worse because he (laughs) is just as, like, oh, someone powerful? Let's have some fun here. Like, oh, it's bad. It's bad. The two teenagers was just kind of like, you said something stupid. Off with your heads. Yeah, off with your head. We don't know what his plan for Megami is, but the fact that he saved him is very concerning. I'm glad they had the flashback to season one where it's like he had that conversation with him. Yes. It's like, ooh, there's potential here. It's like, potential for what? What do you need right now? Again, we still know so little about what Sukuna is up to, like despite being the big bad. This kind of like segues us into right and wrong, but like. I question the longevity of this show. Like if we're if we if we got disconnected to this many characters in a season and a half and you offed a good chunk of them. Are you really going to introduce us to this many more and have five, six seasons? Or or is this a very short term story right now? If you had told me that it was going to end with this season, I wouldn't be surprised. I do believe that there's more to the manga. So obviously there's something because we like, still have uh, the kid from Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Like there's a whole thread there that still has a end credit scene that we haven't pulled on yet. Yeah, uh, Utah and Rika. Utah. I don't know if Rika's yeah. technically alive, but I see. I, yeah, I don't know if we knew. I, regardless, very powerful. Unrelated. I love the meme that Jill sent me of. Uh, I really want to see a spinoff where Toto asks. Toto asks. Yeah, Utah. Like, what type of girl do you that. like? And he just summons Rika. Summons Rika. Front of him. <laughs> it's like, what kind of girl's your type? <laughs> terrifying creepy i love that we could still laugh about this show because remember when we used to just chuckle that this whole season started off on a ping pong match between two people talking about how powerful they are like that was remember there was the toto well there was the basketball scene i I was talking about this part of the arc yeah where it was toto and i can't remember who playing ping pong uh and I'm now like we're patiently here. waiting for Toto to pop up to it because he's in the opening sequence that we're like paying attention more to now as we see things. But like there's parts where he's like clapping with who I believe is Yuji. So it's like, is he coming to help out with Mahito now? Because I would love that matchup. I, I don't know if I want to, though, because like we may have lost Panda. That's a whole thing that happened that we don't even have a resolution to because we didn't have enough time to care. <laughs> Hmm. Like, and we still yeah. don't know the fate of um Maki either. Yeah, I every episode I'm like, where's Maki? Where's Maki? Where's Maki? Yeah, where's we don't Maki? know. And and I would have just assumed that Maki was dead had we not had the amazing stinger at the end of Thunderclap, which was why I was like, I need to take a breath here, which yeah. was Nanami just walking out of the shadows, yeah. full Breaking Bad style full two-face from dark knight style 
oh how many how many half burned things can we come up with or or are those the only two that I have off the top of my head? That's the only one that matters, dude. Like, you already have your cosplay. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. It was, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was cheering, but I was also like, are we doing this? Is this yeah. real? Because there was a lot of, like, it's a conversation we brought up before about, like, how intense the stakes of everything are. Because we're like, is Mechamaru dead or not? Why is Shibuya that big of a deal? Like, they're just killing people off. Like, and there's, like, there's rare instances where they show the gravity of each situation and, like, how big of a deal it is. And I think Nanami walking out the way that he was was one of those indications. Like, that and Yuji you- actually two times now, because the end of Thunderclap was so gritty, his reaction to killing people or seeing people get hurt is something that we didn't get enough from other sorcerers. They're just like, oh yeah, we're in Shibuya, we gotta save Gojo because he's sealed, but you know, people are dying, it's fine. But the weight of him seeing somebody's like, I have to get to Gojo, but these people need our help, and okay, Inumaki's here, he'll take care of this, I can move on. And then seeing like the gravity of what Sukuna made him do with his body to like grinding his fingernails and hating everything and they don't emphasize that too much, but these couple of episodes nailed it of how big of a deal this actually is. Yeah, because it's it's very often we see it all the time. I mean, even in My Hero, it comes up a lot where it's like you see it in the aftermath of like, mm-hmm. okay, here's how many people were lost along the way. Here's like what actually happened. And I was feeling the huge weight of it with every moment that they showed during the Sukuna versus... Uh, divine general fight where it was just like has it gone outside the veil or like how big of an impact is this making so i agree i really liked getting that reaction out of a character and being like hey this is what's happening now this is actually the gravity of the situation um i don't know why maybe it's because i'm also still waiting to see uh invincible season two but like I'm feeling the same way I felt at the end of Invincible season one. Like I'm not going to spoil how that finale goes, but that finale had a similar reaction on me of just like that finale is every this episode of the show now is crazy. Yeah, no, I'm trust me. I need to get Monica to watch season one so we could watch season two together, and also so I have an excuse to rewatch season one of Invincible. But yeah. like, yeah, there's yeah, a lot it, of relevant stuff. A good rewatch is worth it. Yeah, it's very much like I'm getting the same feelings. And I talked about a long time ago, not many things have made me feel the way that show has. And the fact that I'm comparing these two, which a lot of people talk about Invincible as like a pinnacle of Western animation. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about uh, Japanese animation in the same conversation. Tells you that they're both pretty good. (laughs) Sure, that made time for Scott Pilgrim, too. It has been an it was a content overload while I was gone. Like I had to catch up on Loki. I still haven't seen the Marvels yet. We have Invincible. We have this. I did catch up on Boy Sp- in the Heron next week. Boy in the Heron next week. Oh gosh. Boy in the Heron next week. Um Possible first live recording though. Possible first live recording. Stay tuned. Zuhair and I are going to be not in the same time zone but the same state in the same city in the same place. So maybe something will happen, but with the possible scoots and Jeff appearance. Oh my God. It just, just keeps going. But 
without further ado, that is a long time coming, just like the fight between Mahito and Yuji. Like, the tension has been building for so long. I didn't actually think we were going to get this showdown this season. So when they came face to face... I hate that Mahito is so cringe, but I just love his delivery on everything. Oh no, it's so good. Like, what are you, Mahito? You don't have to scream. I can hear you, Yuji Tadori. I'm like, oh, I hate this. I love this so much. Which was really funny because I was sitting here watching it and I was like, this got really loud. And I'm like turning the volume down on my <laughs> uh, computer as he's like, you don't have to yell. I'm like, yeah, you don't. My neighbors don't need to hear this. <laughs> Uh, but I, I mean, I've I've watched this episode two, maybe three times now, and I can't get over like I love the English version. So they have a high bar to hit. But the way that Itadori comes down those steps and just says Nanami's name. Oh, it, it it's it hurts so bad. It's so impactful. And I, I have to say, we, we sing our praises of this character. And I suppose this may be one of the last times that I get to mention it. But like. I was getting Logan vibes from the beginning of this episode where it was like, this is a swan song right here. This is us getting to see this character say, here's what I always wanted. Here's where I was going to be. And then absolutely tear people apart until their final moment where they then pass the torch on to someone else. Like it was, it was heartbreaking and beautiful and I loved it. I loved every moment of it, like that entire sequence of like, but I just want to retire. I've worked too hard. I have a pile of books sitting there. It was just, oh, it was so Did you see the airline that's been doing Malaysia marketing based off of that. He was like, not me is right. Malaysia is a great place. Oh my gosh. That's so. That's hilarious. They, they can't get away with that. <laughs> Just Although, a bunch a, of people come off a plane just all dressed in anime cosplay. I mean, I would be. Yeah, it's Malaysia Airlines as I'm looking this up. But Malaysia, I, I guess it has to be high on the list now for all of us. Yeah. So one of the important details from season one, when Nanami and Itadori fought Patchface or Scarface or whatever they called them, Mahito, for... I love that I can remember the Japanese name and not the silly nickname. It's Patchface, but yes, Patchface. Um, one of the one of the big things that they noticed was that he needs time between his transformations to like recover or shift or whatever. So that's why Nanami Nizuru had to get in and just like pummel him like nonstop at the same time. So I like when it got to the point that Nobara gave him the time to do that. And she was just wailing on him against the wall. Like, oh my God, that scene looked so freaking good. And that's why I'm like hoping that Toto fight comes up for this. Because like, that's Mahito's worst nightmare is that every time he tries to run away. And he's yep. right in front of Yuji again. <laughs> Especially if you could do it like in the train station in a tight hallway. Mm hmm. That's exactly it. Um, but I do have to ask, because you and I had a conversation when uh, Nanami first had to save Nobara, where you were like, she's so much more capable. We saw how capable she was during um, the sister the exam end of season arc. one. Yeah, the end of season one. I felt like this was a redeeming, like, no, she can hold her own. When she first popped up Could to take on Mahito in that alley, I was like, yeah, 
this is the Nobara that we should have seen earlier. Yeah. They, I guess they were saving it for this, but all of that fight scene was her just using the environment and going toe to toe with one of the worst villains that we've seen. And it's just like, yes, yes. Give us more of this. It's like, cool. Thanks for not making her look useless before she dies. Appreciate yeah. that Mappa. Yeah. They really decided to save it for such a specific time. I was, we get like this cool flashback and everything. I thought there was going to be like some revelation of her ability or something that saves her from the situation. Just. No. Nope. Rip. It, it was really, it was weird. I have to say that much. Like the entire, like take us out of that scene and plop us somewhere else. The pacing was very, very, I was mad when they flipped and then I was fascinated and then my brain just didn't know how to feel. So I was impressed with like the middle to end of it, but I do agree that snap to just her backstory was like, we don't have too much time in this episode. What are we doing right now? Yeah, I think it was also like, it took me a little while. At first I was a little upset because as much as I knew it was going to have an impact, I was like, what is this actually giving us? And then it was right at the end when you finally just felt the like sinking feeling Mm -hmm. and realized what it all really meant that it really sunk in of oh i don't care what this was i needed this Mm -hmm. like i think had they just gotten to the end i i it wouldn't have felt as intense as it did in that moment where it was like i'm not fulfilling my promise and like how do you think you would have felt if this flashback happened at the beginning like if if the episode started with this I don't think it would have worked. I think you had to know. Or like after that commercial break cut that they do. That's exactly when they did it, didn't they? No, they did it as. Wasn't it? Mahito touched her face. Well, I thought it was face grab commercial break. And then we came back to the flashback. I don't know. Like I in in my head, that's exactly how it happened. And but either way, what the first half of this was. Well, the first half was still like the fight and realizing, oh, he he hasn't touched okay, me yet. So the Why epi- hasn't sorry, he touched we have me? the notion up and I'm just like, I have a resource right here. Yes. OK, so we did start with Nobara. I think it's because I watched these episodes back to like I watched Right and Wrong last week, but I watched it again as I started part two. So I think like all the information just kind of like flowed together. Yeah, it's like. There, there was a little we saw her pop up at the end of the first one. And then we saw her actual like fight in the first half. And then everything happened. So I think it it did end up really coming together well. Like, I didn't mind it at the end. But about halfway through the flashback, I was like, why is this so long? What is this slow pacing? What's happening? And now like looking at it as, I guess, parts of a whole because spoiler right and wrong part three is next week so there is more to this story but it might just be the remainder of the fight yeah it makes me wonder if those characters are going to be relevant in another season 
Yeah, I don't know. It was very interesting because that we only saw the reappearance of one and not the other, but neither of them were sorcerers. Neither of them I like love how they actually impacted so much. Like she didn't have a mouth most of the time, and it was like the same eyes and like the little swigglies around it. I was like this is the consistency I've been asking for. It's not much, but this is great. Yeah, take away the features, and then I won't complain ever. <laughs> I was waiting for some people out there to complain about like. No, I other... loved it. It was so well done. It was like when a uh, little chibi Gojo was walking up in episode one it's it's more just that people like to complain about incomplete animation i'm like this was an obvious choice that no, i think this was, was fun this was this was strategically done and it was well done i appreciated it mm-hmm. i'll give credit where credit's due i, I don't think i asked for much no consistent. but i will say the craziest part because as i'm talking about okay well what comes next i thought i was returning from vacation and we only had a couple episodes left and when I was like, oh, we have right and wrong, right and wrong part two, right and wrong part three. I think next week's going to be the finale. Like in my head, we were at the home stretch because so much craziness has happened. We have four episodes left still. We still have a month of this to go through. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, indeed. Merry that Christmas. It's... <sighs> Merry Christmas. It's, it's amazing. I absolutely love how quickly they turned our opinions around like not that we were upset about the show earlier in the season but we were a little down on things we were a little like okay what is the shibuya incident deal where is this gonna go and now i'm just like why do i have to wait another week what do you mean i don't get the resolution to this gojo and maymay in what four weeks now that's that's the craziest thing we still have the main quote-unquote main thing that we went into this incident thinking was going to be the big deal we haven't touched in over a month of real time but like five six episodes at least and so yeah that entire thing still has to be resolved we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what gojo's response to all of this is going to be there's still the entirety of the pseudo ghetto that just was like hey surprise this is happening and we've gotten no other mention of um fun thing about japan as well there are crows everywhere mm-hmm. i just gotta like i i was so amazed at how crows are literally everywhere so i can now see why Maymay is the most powerful sorceress yeah because like <laughs> oh i just control crows and it's like oh is that really that big of a deal everywhere you go they're just there and they're huge they're humongous they're like brothers watching they're so big yeah if, if birds are drones then the, their drones are everywhere mm. but like that was one thing that I had a chuckle at is how they were quite literally just everywhere you went in every capacity. Like they were just there. I was like, ah, Demon Slayer got this right. JJK got this right. Like crows are a big deal in Japan. Yeah. There's a whole lot of mythos around that that I'm not going to get into. But I was amazed. Like even in the city, it wasn't pigeons everywhere. It was crows. Yeah, it's like a positive spiritual omen. Yeah, it's very positive And like I just said it's not pigeons and crows but like they're not gross they're not eating trash they're not being like menaces they're just everywhere i have my itachi funko pop looking at me with three crows coming off of him nice my mouse pad have crows yep yeah my (laughs) desk has crows all over too well you're just in the spirit of things that's what that means they they really sound human like like they don't sound like crows they sound like a person trying to sound like a crow <laughs> they, like the whole time <laughs> demon I <was> like, slayer <laughs> yeah well that's the thing is some crows can learn english speech but every now and again i would hear one and be like is that a child be like no that's a crow it's just did a crow. you see the one that was like learning water displacement 
Oh, I have seen that crow. That was fascinating. Crows are smart, man. They are super intelligent. So we went through a lot of this. We talked about the swan songs of characters. I do feel like this was also Nobara's swan song. So there's a lot. And I don't know how Yuji's about to handle this because the look on his face at the end of the episode was like, you could see how much trauma he had gone through. So I don't know what the next steps are. He gonna lose his shit. Uh, yeah, Mahito's done for. That's the one and only God, thing that so. I think I do know is. That's one death I'm looking forward to. Ah, uh, yeah. And it, at least we don't have to deal with a demon slayer like, oh, we're about to get a sad backstory for the villain that's going to make me feel for them. Instead, it's just going like, to be like, ha, got him. Oh, my God. When he when he turned his hand into the other kid's face and then stabbed it right and away, then just stabbed it. Uh, uh, that little like hallway escape room fight. Yeah, we didn't even talk about like the actual animation of the fight scene, but it was so so good and the way he was just like i'm gonna have blades come out at you and chains swinging and yuji was just like nope yeah standing on the floor kicked the face i genuinely hate nobara for not running down those stairs with nails in her hand yeah i because like (sighs) she was excited that he went to the subway because it was narrow grounds like what how was your idea not to cut the corner just go ding knowing that he'd be out there right yeah, I think it was like, also oh, just like two of them. Hey, that's Yuji. Hey, what's going on? I think it was more, yeah, the surprise of Yuji and putting the pieces together with Yuji was so heartbreaking because it was like, oh, no, they're going to heal. And I had the same thought of like, oh, he's going to combine and heal. But the moment that they freeze framed them running past each other, yeah, I was like, fuck, I figured it out. And I was like, I literally no, went, she's dead. No. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking to myself. And it was did. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it was rough. And I I really thought we had a moment when like Mahito giving us hope and being like, oh, it took more than one touch to kill some of the others. Like, oh, okay, it's going to take more than one touch to kill her. He's just such a greatly written bad character. What if she did get like some of the the voodoo curse on herself? as like a last minute thing. So when her face blew up, like Maito's face blew up too. It would have been amazing. Like, yeah, put a nail through, like do the voodoo nail things and like take them down with you. Yeah. Like the next episode, he's just like screaming on the floor because his face is gone. Like, that'd be awesome. That would be amazing. A little, uh, I can't remember what the dolls are called. Is it just a voodoo voodoo doll? I think they're called voodoo dolls. Voodoo dolls. <laughs> I'm really overthinking, like, what is the name of those dolls they use in voodoo? If they make but one of me, it's a voodoo doll. Oh, my God. Okay, that's voodoo doll. I missed you tremendously, but that is... <laughs> uh, that is not one that I was prepared for today. On that note, anything uh, else you want to bring up? Or should no, we this... try till next Thursday? I think that's exactly it is so much of this episode was just beautiful fight scenes, beautiful things. If you're still listening to us, thank you so much because it's really just all of us processing this collective trauma together. So I'm, I'm glad you could be here to be a part of this. Especially because you made me start watching this show and then left me for three weeks. I did. I did make you start watching this show and I don't know if you regret it or if you're thankful or both. Nah, I love it. <laughs> Good. I love it too. And we love all of you 
and want to know how much you love this. So if you have any feedback, as always, feel free to write into us, animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com. We take voice memos. We take text, emails, regular emails. I don't if you happen I, I, to have our number, we take text. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to be like, we take text, but I was like, that's not how you would describe it. But an email is text. That's besides the point. You can always reach out to us there, as well as on any of our social media platforms. You could follow and message us on Instagram, Facebook, and formerly Twitter. Uh, that's just how I'm going to refer to it now. It's kind of like when Prince became a symbol, like, you know, the artist formerly known as Prince, it's just the app formerly known as Twitter. Um, and X is the symbol. So yeah, uh, Twitter animation, Delib one and Facebook and Instagram, just animation deliberation. You can find us there. And besides the social medias, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Leave us a five-star rating and review. It is the single best way to help us out. And, uh, Bezos, if you're out there listening, I've heard you've, you know, you're launching podcasts that you want to pay a premium for. Hit us up. We would totally, as I hit my mic, we would totally be down <laughs> to take that bag. Hit us up like I hit these listeners' ears up with this microphone. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Uh, but those are the best ways to hear that we like to hear from you. If you would want to hear more from us, is there uh, any way that they can hear more of you, Zoo Hair? <laughs> Oh, come on. I set you up perfectly for that. I fumbled the ball, but I still passed it. Speaking of fumbling the ball, we still got three more months of uh, NFL football. So I will be on the 323 with Reed Murphy to do my weekly picks, talk about leading stories and just absolute nonsense. I actually made up my first game for 3232. So that'll be coming up closer to the Super Bowl time. I'm very excited for it. I'll tell you about it. I'm not going to tell the people about it just yet. Ooh, I'm excited. Because, I'm glad I get this behind the scenes. Because the, the my my co-hosts there don't know about it either. So I'm 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 scheming. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got going on for me. Um holiday season, work, everything is just so busy like i'm glad and grateful to make the time for this when i can but i'm definitely not picking up any extra projects right now and that is absolutely fine because our favorite project is being here with you the listeners thank you all so much i'm so happy to be back just wanted to say that as we're ending thanksgiving that we are always thankful of you stay safe around the holidays as you continue to travel or if you're just staying home have a great time stay cozy stay warm and be sure to tune in next time. This T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed. I was really just trying to set you up for a stay cozy, stay warm, stay whelmed. But, you know, we, we all can't you get gotta there. Gotta throw in the other part. Ooh, muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Strandapanda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed.